It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, Joel? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, we are back with our Euros live stream on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today we will be previewing the first half of the round of 16 fixtures which kick off tomorrow. They are Wales versus Denmark, Italy versus Austria, Netherlands versus Czech Republic and Belgium versus Portugal. I just realised that maybe... It's tomorrow for me and not for you guys. So uh, I think these these games have been played on Saturday and Sunday European time. Um, send through any questions you guys have, any comments you have. Uh, first time we've got the big man on the stream, Big Nige. So uh, I'm sure you guys have got lots of shit to give to him. How are you, Nige? I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. I'm, I, you know, it's been a, a very interesting tournament, isn't it, for me? I mean, we've started off quite poorly in the first group. It was, you know, it was my biggest bet of the tournament was, when I last spoke, was Denmark to win to nil against Finland. And obviously in the first game, what happened to Christian Eriksen set the tone of the uh, of the tournament for me in that first round. I mean, was, we were never going to cash, but obviously there was much more important things in life than to cash tickets in that game. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was quite tough the first round. The second round we got back and the third round, We've done all right. So we're up on the matches. Some of the um, sort of the tournament picks that I gave, I mean, I know I, I, I gave to you Denmark and uh, Belgium to finish in any order of the group. That one, that was my biggest bet of the tournament, that one. Uh, but obviously we've we done, um, uh, was it Ukraine and um, uh, I can't remember the other team. It was Never Ukraine and Holland. Netherlands, yeah. Uh, that, that, that never never happened on the final day of the season. And then there's a couple of Harry, Harry, Harry Kane, Harry Kane to um, to score the most goals for England. He, 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 I've looked fit in him. That just shows you how you see the state of me in the hot tub tonight. I'll carry about three stone. <laughs> I look, and, I, and I'm on the old sledder diet. Oh, hey, mate, mate, I, <laughs> I, you can't, I look, I you can't fit, drink Harry. beer on this channel, mate. That's inappropriate. Uh, let's. I, I still look fit in Harry Kane. That's a surety. <laughs> And uh, and I should welcome on George too. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. No Stella to hand. I'm sticking with the old, doing a Ronaldo and just sticking with the old uh, water. Agua. But, uh, <laughs> Agua. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> get, get me them Coke sponsorships now. But no, apart yeah. from that, I, I'm, I'm all good, mate. I'm doing well since uh, the last time we spoke. Yes, mate. It's, it's great to have the old band back together. Um, all right. So, yes, as I said before, please send through any questions, comments you guys have throughout the stream and we will get to them. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say. We can get right into it. I will um, I will get up on the screen as I babble away the draw so everyone who hasn't seen it yet can have a little look at that um, and see, you know, where their team's placed and how the draw will pan out. I'm sorry I couldn't find a better image for everyone. I literally spent 10 minutes trying to find a, I don't even know what you call this, you call it a tree graph or something like that. It took me a, a very long time, but that's the best I could I could find. Um, as always, just a quick disclaimer on the video and all the videos on our channel, I or no one else on this channel is a financial advisor. This is just educational content aimed at improving your sports betting. There is a risk of losing money 
from betting and what choices you make with your money is completely up to you. So please be responsible. Nigel, I remember, mate, one of the things you mentioned to me when we did our outright preview was that you're not the biggest fan of um, of trying to pick a winner when you don't really know what could happen when the draw, you know, once all the games have been played in the group stages and now we've got our big draw out and we know exactly the path to the final for everyone. So now you might have some, uh, some insight for me, mate. So is there uh, anything outright or maybe there's, you know, other markets you're looking at to reach the quarterfinals, to reach the semifinals, those kind of markets that are taking your fancy at the moment, mate? Well, it didn't stop me from betting France and Spain. Uh, they're the two okay. teams I've in the tournament, and they've both been placed in this in this ultra-difficult top half of the draw. Um, my other sport that I follow is tennis, and you can never bet anything in Wimbledon until you see the draw. You know, the draw makes a huge factor. And if you were looking at this draw now and you looked at the top half of the draw, it would be weighted with Nadal, Federer, Djokovic and England would be uh, an Andy Murray coming through against uh, the number nine seed, number 10 seed in the world. The problem is if you look at this draw here now, obviously it's weighted very heavily towards the bottom half in terms of value. The top half is very weighted in all the best sides, which we obviously know. But if you look at it on paper, everyone will look at the team from England and Germany and think whoever's going to win that game is going to get to the final. That's the first logical thing that anybody will think. But nothing is ever as easy as that. Nothing is ever as easy, especially it's never easy with England. If you followed England over the last 30 years that I have done, you know, nothing is ever easy. We're in the World Cup semi-finals against Croatia and we should have beaten them we never done. Other teams raise their games. So, You've got to look at the bottom half of value. And um, I'm drawn towards a couple of teams, and they're not England, they're not the fashionable teams. I'm drawn towards Sweden. Oh. At, 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 you know, at 101 or something, a very organised side. I mean, I listened to the, one of their former players, uh, Olsen, this morning, West Brom defender. And um, he was, what he, what he said about the side, they're, they're impossible to beat, they're defensively sound, and, and they have a game plan. And we obviously know that England beat them in the in the World Cup, uh, last World Cup. But England went heavy up front with big men, put the ball in the box, having Maguire, and they scored from a couple of uh, set pieces. This England team isn't like that now. This England team likes to play against teams. And I think playing Germany will get the best out of the England side. When they play against an old-fashioned English tied team, I don't think they'll like it. So I think Sweden is a buddy. And the other team, we've said it all along, and... I bet them at the beginning, I've told you all along, I'm, I'm on Denmark. I was on them 80 to 1, I was on a 66 to 1, and I bet them at 66 to 1 just before the Russia game. And I think they, you know, we're going to come on to the game in a minute, but um, I think the momentum that that country has behind them, you know, we talk about football coming home, and we talk about how, how, how the atmosphere, the, these England players say about years and for the years about. When they get when they're training camp and they hear the, the what the noises are coming out from their country, well, my God, what must the noise be coming out from Copenhagen in the last three years? And the atmosphere in them stadiums there, if that's not going to lift you, nothing else will. And only got to go to Amsterdam for their game. But uh, I, I, I'm looking, at, I, I look at Denmark and Sweden at the bottom half of the draw. I think mm. England definitely on paper have got the quality to win it, but I don't think you can turn turn it on and off like a tap. I think England have been very poor really poor 
And um, just just to think they're going to turn up and beat these sides is, is a foolish mistake to make. Yeah, well said, mate. I, I actually did the exact same thing yesterday. I backed Sweden at 67 to one after looking at that draw. And, yeah, like like you said, Denmark, um, look a good good shout too. Um, what about you, George? Is there anything outright bet, future bet? I mean, we can go outside the actual winner that you've liked, mate, uh, as the draw was released yesterday? I mean, it's it's pretty much copy and paste uh, from what Nigel said. You know, I was looking at the, the lower half of that draw. Um, and I've been so impressed with Sweden, just how resilient they are. Um, you know, you look at that game before they played Poland, everyone was expecting Poland. You know, they had that bit between their teeth. They had the motivation, they had Lewandowski. The, all of the media was talking about Lewandowski and how Poland could do it. And the amount of money that was coming for Poland was just insane. Um, but Sweden just being as resolute as they are, they still got the win. Yeah, there was obviously a lot of goals in there. Lewandowski was unlucky not to score another but still, they got the job done despite being underrated. And I think a lot of people are underrating them here. I fancy them over Ukraine. I think it was very alarming to see Ukraine just sort of almost down tools, if you like. I believe it was against Austria, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was very, very disappointing. I, I don't see them beating this very well-drilled Sweden side. So yeah, Sweden for me, are, are definitely a pick. And again, like Nigel said, the momentum behind Denmark is is there for all to see. Obviously, everything that's happened is obviously very unfortunate circumstances, but use it to your advantage, don't you? And we could, we just see what it means to them when they uh, they got the result, I believe it was against Russia, just how much it meant to them. And they really put in a performance in that one. So I think, yeah, the, the value has got to be with teams in that lower bracket. And as Nye's already covered with England, they've, they've definitely got the quality on paper. But in tournament football, you don't know how things pan out. So for me, the value has got to be with, with someone like Denmark or Sweden. So those are the two sides that I'm on as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing uh, how they get on because I think they could spring a surprise. Beautifully said. I hope everyone was tuning in on, what was that, uh, Wednesday? No, sorry, Tuesday night when we went through the, the final games in Group E and F because I pointed out that Sweden to reach the, the quarterfinals was at 238 or something like that. And um, it, it, it's now at 1.7. So um, I hope those, uh, I mean, I don't know if we actually gave it out, but I certainly bet it at least. And that's turned into a very uh, nice piece of value. So, all right, fellas, I think that's a good uh, little breakdown of the outright market. So we might as well move on to the, the first round of games. And the first one we're going to be looking at today is Wales versus Denmark. I'll get up the odds on the screen. Denmark at 1.85, 1.89 in a few places. The draws at 3.25 and Wales are as big as 5.5 at William Hill there. Um, I'll go to you first, Nige, mate, because it's the first time that you've been on the on the stream the whole tournament. I mean, he just rocks up for the glitz and the glam of the finals. What were yours? What was your reaction, mate, when you see um, when you see Wales? I mean, pretty pretty heavy outsiders here. Well, I've, re- I've read a lot and I've listened to a lot of experts today giving Wales a chance, but um, I don't. I, 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 I actually disagree with them. I, you know, when you see a manager, when you go to a manager's camp and the manager says, "Oh, the boys are in great form. And we, we all sing songs and we all." It's going back to Jack Charlton in 1990. You know, you need to, you need to have a little bit more nous about you than that. You know, um, okay, they've they've got to the semi-finals of the last European Championship. Gareth Bale, 
everyone's going to make up. I don't think Gareth Bale's been anywhere near this star man this this tournament. Uh, Ramsey's done it. But when you look at it, when you actually break down their results, I mean, they were totally outplayed against Switzerland. For And there was 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the second half where they competed, right? And then they they played a, a Turkey side that were probably the, well, they were the worst team in the tournament by far, who just didn't offer anything, wanted to be at home. And, and they, they won that game. But then against the Italian side, who made eight changes. I know it was in Rome, they made eight changes, but they lost one nil. They were down to ten men, but I, I I don't understand why everyone just seems to think. I mean, so many people have tweeted me and messaged me about Wales to get onto the get to the semi finals, and I don't I, I really don't get it. I mean, you you know, apart from Bale and and Ramsey, you're looking at a team that is made up from teams players in the championship and the the lower levels of some of them are League One. I mean, and they're up against a Denmark side for me that are just um, a, a, a fantastic. I mean. Schmeichel, an unbelievable goalkeeper. Uh, the centre-half, Kajir, the captain for Milan, probably, in my opinion, the player of the tournament from what he did with the Ericsson incident. Paulson has come into the side and scoring goals. And they've got so much going for them. The only thing here is I think it's knockout football. And I think if, we, if we're going to bet 10 to 11 or 1.9 or 1.85, we've really got to worry about the draw. And I think the Wales will come in quite, you know, that they'll just let Gareth Bale get the ball and take them on. That's that's the give the ball to Gareth Bale and, and let him go. I mean, in the 1966 World Cup final, um, this is a funny story. It's a true story, but you, know, you probably won't remember this. But in the 1986 1966 World Cup final, I went for a dinner with the, the players, and Nobby Styles was like uh, just a, a little Rottweiler in the middle of the field, and the manager said to him, "Whenever you get the ball, Nobby, all you've got to do is give it to Bobby Charlton." And that's, that's what he had to do in the World Cup, just give the ball to Bobby Charlton. And that's what Wales do. They'd be, you know, people give the ball to Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is your the Ronaldo. Give the ball to Ronaldo. And um, that's the case. But I think Denmark are the much better team. I think what they've come through in this tournament as, as a unit, I think the manager has been amazing in, in his press conference, how he's, how he's managed to turn that side around them. And the... The performance against Belgium in the first, they got 2.85 gold XG in that game and lost um, uh, 2-1. Well, I've, got a good I've got a good stat for you about Denmark and their XG. They're only uh, they're only one of six sides that are undefeated on XG so far this tournament. There you go. And I, and I, and I think playing a, a world side, the only thing the market won't like about them, and I'll tell you why the market doesn't like them, because they're not playing in Copenhagen. That is the only reason the market doesn't like them. They're going to Amsterdam. If they were in Copenhagen, and with that atmosphere, and with that sort of, it's like that Copenhagen has, for me, been better than the, than Hungary. You know, it's been it's been a better atmosphere because of what's happened. It's a whole country behind a nation. If they were if they were going to to, to uh, Copenhagen, they would probably be about 1.6, 1.55 to win this game, and then they're 1.9. And I think. That's too big. I think they've got too much about them, and I think they're a team on a mission, and I think they'll win this game. All right. I love it, mate. Before I get to you, George, I'll just get to some of these comments on the stream. So Shane sent through quite a few things here. He says uh, some of the pre-line tournament lines were, were laughable there. England were over. The line was at 9.5 goals for the for England for the tournament at Will Hill. Well, we can uh, all, all comment now, can't we? 
We can all turn around. <laughs> and, like, I could turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, some of the lines, you know, it's, it's all it's all well and good." Like saying now, I mean, the trouble with England is that for, for some reason, I think he's uses in group games purely and simply to work on his defence, because he knew that the defence was our biggest problem. He, he the England that will turn up at Germany. I guarantee you will be a very different animal to what you see in three games because they they will go for it. Be a very mm-hmm. different. Yeah, well said. Uh, and player cam here says I backed Italy and Ronaldo Golden Boot. I assume that means Italy to win and Ronaldo Golden Boot at a hundred to one. He put three quid on it. Does this have a chance to win? Well, it certainly has a better chance than a hundred to one, mate. So. Uh, I think Ronaldo. Where were these people at the beginning when we were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, were they, where were they all at the beginning when we were? When we, were we were sitting here saying that France would win and England will score more than nine and a half goals and Ronaldo's too old and Italy are useless. Where were these? Where were these messages then? That's what we're going to see. I, I sense a little bit of jealousy there, Nigel. Uh, Janelle yeah. says, "Of course it does. Price will obviously be lower." Blah blah blah. Um, what else have we got here? France haven't got out of the second gear yet in a in a in a tough group. Still look like strong favourites to me. From Tom Payne, nice call there, mate. Um, what else have we got here? France look terrible from Player Camp, and uh, for Nigel's attention from Shane, that Italia ninety Irish side was excellent and narrowly beaten by All Star Italian team in Rome. I am old enough to remember that game well. I mean, who would have thought someone someone old enough, uh, older than you, Nigel? I never mentioned the uh, Irish side in in nineteen ninety. Oh well, sorry, I don't know what Shane's on. I think he just wants to—he just wants to reminisce about games of the past. Shane's Shane's, Shane's, Shane's been on the game. I was going to say, someone's finally had more stellars than you, mate. Uh, Before I go to you, George. Nobody's (laughs) before I go to your thoughts on this one, George. uh, I will Mm. point out Neil. I forgot to say Neil's crook. Oh no, he's not crook. Sorry, it's his. It's his. um, It's his. It's Neil's crook. I'm sorry. He's sick. Uh, it's actually his daughter that's sick and he couldn't make it along. But he has sent me through some of his bets for these games and he, he has got uh, Wales plus 0.75 on the handicap at 1.77. So he's going against Nigel there. So uh, we might have to have a little tiebreaker here, George. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Wales um, handicap. If I'm honest, just kind of looking through the data. I know Nigel mentioned earlier he's not the sort of stats man, but I absolutely love a stat. Um, but yeah, so looking at it, you know, Wales. To be fair, then they have lost just twice in uh, their last 16 competitive internationals, um, and the previous head-to-heads there's been no draws in the last five, and, and Denmark have won all the the three games the turn of this century. But yeah, looking at the other underlying data, Wales have conceded two goals despite allowing chances totaling 6.51 expected goals against. Um, and obviously, as we all know with XG, over the period of time, it, things even themselves out. And they've been very fortunate in a lot of their games not to concede more goals. Um, and it, it will see them punished if, if that sort of form continues. And I think Denmark, as Nigel has already alluded to, the spine of that team, the momentum they've got behind them. Yes, they're not playing in Copenhagen. But Denmark have got all the tools to exploit that Welsh side, who, as he said, relying on two players in Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. Um, but yeah, because Denmark, I've seen as well, they're around the odds, but you know, around four to five, one point eight. 
Um, which like gives them an expected chance of winning 56%. But in recent times, when they've been priced up around that mark, they actually win around 99% of those matches. You know, when they're just odds on favourites, they get the job done. Um, but they have failed to keep a clean sheet in their last three games. Um, and they've been the first to score in six of their last eight games as well. So there does tend to be goals, which is obviously the opposite when Wales play. But I do feel the loss of Ericsson could be further highlighted should this match go to penalties. I don't see it happening, but if it does, you know, he's the country's chief penalty taker. And obviously we saw Pierre-Emil Hoybier miss a spot kick in the first group game, which could kind of prove pivotal. Because um, it would be Denmark's fourth shootout at a major tournament where they've won one and lost two. But yeah, also Denmark are averaging the second highest shots per game on average at 19.7. Meanwhile, Wales conceding 19.7 per game as well. And I just feel that defence can be got at. I think Denmark have got all the tools to do it. And I, again, I'll probably be saying this a lot, but I completely agree with Nigel. I thought myself, if this game was being played in Copenhagen, it'd be around the 1.6 mark. But we're getting around 1.9. And and I think that's, that's for me probably a bet because I think Denmark win this game relatively easy I think Wales just give too many chances Gareth Bale he's you know he's for me he's a bit inconsistent he's not the player he was yes he's still their best player he's still a quality player but he's not quite done it yet so there might be a moment where he turns it on but from what I can see this has got a Denmark win all over it so for me I'd, I'd be on the Denmark win I just I don't see Wales progressing any further than this well, yeah, I one thing I would say, Alex, and I'm just going to say it from um, I, I I worry about the draw because I think I think Wales will come in very defensively and try to hit a set piece, a free kick. So I think the the better bet instead of taking the 1.91, it's obviously going to be a lot shorter. But I would rather take um, Denmark to qualify. I know it's I know it's I know it's really short. I mean, it's like 1.4, 1.45, something like that. But um, I think that, you know, that to be fair, actually, when I see 1.45, nah, rubbish. We're, we're stick with them at 1.91. How can they be 1.45? I thought, I, when, I, when I said that, I thought they'd be about 1.6 or 1.55 to qualify. They're 1.45 to qualify, but 1.91 to win in 90 minutes, which means, well, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a, that suggests that when they get into the extra time, they're going to be heavy odds on favourites. Well, you're better off to take the 1.9 on them to win it. Mm. And look, yeah. it's, it's money for them to come in that market. It's, it's blue pretty much there. So, um, no, so ignore that. <laughs> ignore, <laughs> ignore that rubbish I was about to say there. Just go for Denmark to win. All right, there we go, gents. Um, I was going to – I forgot to point out at the start that uh, – so Wales won one game and they drew one. The game they won against Turkey, like – just watching the highlights of that game, that was kind of it. Just seemed like a bit of a joke to me. Like the Turkish defense was just abysmal. Ramsey just kept making that run over and over and over again, and they just lobbed it over every single time, and have found the mark. Like Ramsey could have scored about twenty goals. So, um, if you watch, if you watch the Switzerland game. If you did, you watch the Switzerland game, Alex? No, I didn't, mate. But Wales, Wales were totally, totally battered. They yeah. had a 10 minute, 15 minute spell. Now, if Switzerland played Denmark on a neutral pitch, I would make Denmark very, very warm favourites to beat to beat Switzerland. Yeah, and Switzerland started started that game against Wales as even money shots. Mm. They were even money, and that was in Baku. They were even money to win that game, and Denmark were a lot, lot better than a lot, lot better than Switzerland. In my book, of my ratings, they're a lot higher than, than Switzerland, and. Um, yeah. You get one point nine. I 
You know, I, 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 I'm not convinced about this loving. I think that people, and, and again, and, and, I'm, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm a bit old school and, and I've done a lot of World Cups and I think some people look in too much into that game. You look into the data, shots on target, you look at, you look at um, chances created. But like you say, they were created against a really, really, really poor them uh, Turkish side. My local pub team could have put seven yep. like charts on target against that side. So sometimes mm. that, it comes when you've got a very small sample. It's all like this. Sometimes you, it's it's too much to look into. And I just think that you know, if you look at Switzerland, even money against Denmark on the first game in a group stage. Uh, sorry, Switzerland against Wales, even money, and in Denmark, in the knockout stages, one point nine one with the form they're coming into, it, it looks it looks wrong to me. All right, there we go. Nice start, gents, and just a few comments before we move on to the next game. Shane says, "Does any of the panel know? Yeah. Stat speaking, does the tournament finalist only come out of if a team has topped their respective?" group. Well, I can say that the Portugal certainly defied that logic last tournament. Uh, anyone, any idea on that one? Well, I don't think there's many teams that have won the groups in uh, in tournaments, especially in this new format, that have gone on to win it. I mean, back in the day, the old European Championship used to, used to be two groups of four, and the top two would make it play in the semi-finals. There was only eight teams in it. So uh, it's, it's, only, it's only opened up a lot more in, in, in recent years, but um, I don't think that means anything. I think the tournament starts on Saturday. Yep. Uh, and John L, mate, thanks very much. He's just given me a few compliments on my little Sweden, but you know, I'm a Sweden fanboy over here. My missus is very happy, and uh, that's all that matters. And hopefully, you guys will be happy too. All right. Italy versus Austria. Two standout performers from the Euros go head-to-head here. Italy with a flawless campaign so far, winning all group games and rocketing into second favourites to take out the tournament. I'm not sure if they're still second favourites. But, yeah, Austria, on the other hand, are coming off a brilliant performance against Ukraine. I know know George really likes this side. Um, Yeah. I think they'll certainly have a lot of confidence after that game uh, heading into this tie with the Italians. I'll quickly get up the odds for this game. You've got Italy very, very short at 1.5 best price. The draw, 4.3 at a few places. And Austria, you can get as high as 8.5. George, mate, let me uh, give you a few moments to wax lyrical about your Austrians. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I liked Austria in terms of Obviously, their performance against Ukraine, I, oh, it was baffling for me um, to see, you know, see Franco Foda, the Austrian manager, in, in terms of his team selection. You've got your star player in David Alaba. Um, he was playing at the back and was largely ineffective for, I believe, two of the uh, three group games. Um, and then when he started in a more advanced role, you know, it just brought so much improvement from the team in that game against Ukraine uh, last time out. And they looked far more threatening in attack. Uh, and they also held their um, Ukraine's just 0.3 XG overall. They were very resolute, but they looked exciting going forward. I think they had must have had 17 or 18 shots, something like that. And against a usually resolute Ukraine side, they were just so much more impressive. And I just really hope for this one against Italy, he tries to utilise David Alaba properly rather than being a bit more negative. I, I know it's Italy, you know, they're formidable at the moment, but 
oh, I, I just hope we kind of see the best of David Alaba and that he's uh, put in, in an attacking position or at least somewhere where he can exploit maybe Italy at the back if they're able to. Because if he, if he sticks David Alaba at the back just to shut up shop, then we're in for a fairly dire game in my opinion. But I, I think as the odds are dictating there, you can't really look past Italy, can you? Um, I was sort of looking at previous odds and, and results when they're around the odds of uh, 9 to 20, the expected chance of winning 69%. They actually win 84% um, at matches when they're around those odds prior to kickoff. And they've not lost in 30 matches. They are on formidable form uh, under Roberto Mancini. They've also won all of their last 11 games to nil. Um, and it's strange because I remember when we were talking on the podcast previously, we sort of mentioned about Italy. They're somewhat synonymous, you think, with you know, scoring 1-0 or scoring a goal, going 1-0 and shutting up shop and defending that 1-0 lead. But... You know, there's been over 2.5 goals in four of their last five games. They've got a lot of exciting players, um, good finishes, some very good technical players. They've also scored first in their last 10 matches um, and won the first half in eight of those 10. So Roberto Mancini's gotten them playing very well from the off, looking to seek that goal. Um, It's something that's kind of, it's just Roberto Mancini's style. I've seen obviously old teams play, being a City fan when we uh, it was uh, our manager. You know, it is the kind of way he wants to play. He He just wants to keep scoring. Um, so it's kind of testament to the weight and the performances that Italy have put in lately, really. So for me, oh, as much as I do like Austria and the way they play, um, well, majority of the time, anyway, apart from when Foda decides to be exceptionally negative, but I just don't think you can look past Italy here. And I thought potentially an Italy win to nil um, at two ten looked very, very promising. Obviously, it's not. I'm not sure if uh, Chiellini's when he's going to be available again. But as I've said previously, so many times. You've got Andre Bastoni, who's been largely the best centre-half in Italian football in, in Serie A this season. So what a replacement that is to come in. And and they do look assured at the back. So and I just do think, as much as I want to see Alaba moving forward from a neutral perspective, I think he's going to see this Italy side and think that the only way he's going to get through is by frustrating them. And they're going to revert back to that negative approach that we saw in the opening two games. And I don't think it's going to pay off for him. So for me, I can't look past Italy. And yeah, over-evens, over-double your money for, for Italy to make it. Um, 12 games in a row where they win to nil. I, I thought that was a potential pick. All right. Nice. Nigel, what do you think? You've got Jarnell here saying he likes the, the offsides line at 1.9 over the offsides line, I assume, uh, for Mate, Italy there. Oh, and uh, and David Ma here says, great to no, see it's Nigel. Me, it's hard enough for me to, uh, after a few stellars to count the goals, let alone the offsides. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue what's going on with the offside. The thing is, when it comes down to markets that I don't know, you know, that I I can't judge with some stat blokes, is it? I, I don't want to know. I, I want to win the market over two and a half goals to score. Who scores the goal? That's it. That's all I'm interested in. And I, good luck with the stats. Good luck with the over. But the thing is, oh, I can't can you stop abusing that. our viewers, Nigel? Mate, I mean, they're they're oh, staying sure. up late to watch you. Oh God! I've just seen John Els. John Els left the stream. Oh God! Anyway, I, I fair like listen. Um, George is absolutely spot on. Bang on the money. The Italy win to nil bet is the bet. It was five to four this morning. Two twenty five. Now into two point one. It's the bet. It's it's probably the best bet. In, in this whole section of matches for me. Um, we've gone, what is it, 12 matches now, Italy have won without conceding against some decent opposition. And the Austrians, when they've come against up against, you know, they, they've won games against the Faroe Islands and they've won games against 
all these other kind of games. But when they've actually come against top class opposition in in recent international matches, they failed to score. They were beaten comfortably 2-0 by Holland, Netherlands. They should have lost by four in that game. England done a 1-0 in the pre-season, in, in the pre-tournament friendly. And honestly, England, that, that, that Austrian side, was, was, was they, were, they, were, they were well out of their depth. And they played Denmark, and Denmark done them 4-0 as well. So um, when it comes up to the top level, you know, when you get... Some of these clubs, when they get to the these these nations, when they get to the top level, it's a big step up. And I think the Italians just will just coast through another one, two nil win, win, win to nil, very very easy, and just get the job done. And um, I think if you can get bigger than even money, mm. uh, two point one, it was two twenty five this morning. Two twenty five has gone, but um, Italy will win. They they'll just cruise through this in first gear. And you know you could be Italian. If, you know they made eight changes in the game against Wales, and the players come in were, were, were fantastic. I mean that they, they they you know we talk about England's strength in depth, and but the Italian strength in that midfield is absolutely frightening. I think two point one winter nil, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, great news is Neil sent me some uh, bets before this too, and he also likes Italy to win to nil. So I've got the uh, odds up on the screen now, and it is 2.25 at red zone. So anyone that can get access to that, Sport Nation at 2.2. So, yeah, I think uh, no matter where you go, you're going to be able to get above evens or 2.1 at least. So there's a bet for everyone. Um, and he also liked the offsides line too. Oh, Italy most offsides, sorry, at 1.95, um, which maybe is the same bet that Jarnell has uh, has pointed out here too. So um, there you go, Nigel. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Of it, right? If I wanted to have five grand in Italy to win this match or I wanted three grand in Italy, if I went online and I wanted to bet most offsides and get 100 quid, it's not, it's not, bother, it's not, it's not worth getting out of bed. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Nigel, mate. I'm just messing if, with if you. If you wanted to bet properly on the Italy game, you'll bet Winter Neil, you could get five grand, three grand on a European Championship. On Italy to win the win the match, you can get Winter Neil. What? It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, if, if you can, if you can get an angle, you can make money on it. You're gonna get you'll get kind of hundred hundred pound maximum. Good luck, sir. But if you bet three of them on the spin, yeah, three offside bets on the spin, your account's finished and you've got 300 quid out. Yeah, what's the point? You might as well take their trousers down and have five grand on the winter <laughs> nil and take the lot. You know what I mean? I'm serious. I mean, I'm deadly serious. What is the point? Yeah, no, mate, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you, mate, and nor, and nor is Shane. Shane's right with you. He says, Nigel, all right, all, right, all those total stats for offsides, goal kicks, players to be carded are geared towards the millennial betting generation. They're great. They're great. If you can make money on them and you, you can put them in a bet builder and, and you can make money, fantastic. But I promise you, if you have three of them bets the cop, if you have three winners on the trot and you've had 50 quid, 50 quid, 50 quid or 100 quid, your account's marked up, and you'll have a tenner. What is the point? What to me, I don't see the point. I just don't see the point in it. But good luck, sir. If you if you can do it, if you can go out and you can go in the betting shops, you can get them on, and you can make a living out of it. But you, for me, I'm telling you now, I'll make a living out of gambling. I can't make a living out of paying offsides. Trust me. I wouldn't be able to buy. I wouldn't be able to buy a meal 
in McDonald's tomorrow <laughs> for being offside. It's all right, I'll um, buy you one, mate. He's <laughs> an absolute fact. I do eat yeah, 47 yeah. Big burgers and some 22. <laughs> And what about the next day? Honestly, if you run up now and you go online, you bet that your account's flagged up straight away. I think we've hit a soft spot, George. Well, I'm not in the, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not he's in right, the, though. He is, he's, he's 100% <laughs> right, though. I am talking absolute. I'm not, I admire anybody who can come up with all these bets and all these like, fantastic things. I tell you what, I do it for a year. Do it for a year, you won't make nothing because you won't have an account. You you won't be able to do it. You'll have no accounts getting on. You're you're marked up and your bets will be restricted to twenty quid. But if you're betting on like under two and a half goals, you're betting on teams to win teams to win to nil in European Championship matches. You could you could make it. I guarantee you, you'd make more money in European Championship betting than you would do in a season betting them kind of bets. All right, let's leave it there. Uh, Shane has also asked, is Cristiano Ronaldo a lay at 1.87 in the top goalscorer market? Uh, if they get by Belgium, maybe he is home and dry. But um, if they don't, then he probably isn't. Fixed odds now only offering two places. So any any thoughts on that? I, I think, is Cristiano Ronaldo on it four or five goals? Five. 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 He's not a lay whatsoever because... Every team in that top half has such a very difficult game that the goals are going to be in for two and a quarter pretty much every game. So if 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 if, if he doesn't score another goal and Belgium play their, their route is Italy, France, you know it's it's so tough. <clears throat> what are you going to beat? Two point two goals over and under. You know five goals will probably win it. And you've got to remember he needs one more goal to be the record ever. Uh, goal scorer for international football. So if one man is possessed about getting that, <laughs> if they're playing, if they're playing Belgium and they're two 0 down with five minutes to go, I still guarantee you he'll be running around like a lunatic to get that goal and and put his name in. And, and and I think I think he's more of a bet at one point eight seven than a lay at one point eight seven. Yeah, of course he will. Like you saw it just himself, how much he chases those personal records. Look at the game against France. France was the team that he played the most on an international level without scoring against. As soon as he got that penalty, I know he's the penalty taker anyway, but he was just itching to get it done and get that scored. So he's going to be chasing that record. So yeah, I agree. 1.87 would be more of a back than a lay. All right. Awesome. Let's move on to... Netherlands versus Czech Republic. So this is Sunday's games. The odds for this one are Netherlands 1.7, draw 3.95, and Czech Republic as high as 5.8, maybe a little bit lower than that. Netherlands, another side with a flawless campaign here, racking up three dominant victories over the Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. A lot of people are probably shocked to see uh, them facing the Czech Republic, shocked to see the Czech Republic advance to the round of 16. But thanks to the Schlick show, they were able to score valuable points over Scotland and Croatia, Croatia despite losing on XG to both Scotland and England. Nigel, mate, I know you're fired up and ready to go. How about we, uh, we kick things off with your thoughts on this game? I think this is a very difficult one 
to call really because if someone said to me at the start of the tournament I was going to back <laughs> level at 1.65 against Czech Republic I'd say no thanks because I just I couldn't have the manager I think the manager's I think he's out of his depth he was out of his depth for Crystal Palace I think he's um, a manager that I, uh, when he gets down to the nitty gritty I think he's going to really find it tough in the, in, in the bigger matches I, I've got I've had a negative full tournament for the Netherlands um, but one thing they have done is, is, is they play off the front foot. They play a very fast tempo style that Dutch sides have done over the years and he's sort of got that in his players. So this game to me, think I think potentially could have a few goals. Um, but Czech Republic, I mean, if they play like they did against England, well, they've got no chance. But the trouble is they'd already qualified. So they're already qualified. Um, I, I tell you, I, I, I'll have, I'm going to have a bet here and it's going to be a little bit um, uh, different from, from what you... Um, what you would have would have thought, but um, off sides. No, 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 no. <laughs> throw ons, throw ons over eighty-seven throw ons. No, no, not really. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, the bet, the bet I like, I like Depay to score because I think that he's now got the move to Barcelona. I think that he's uh, he's pivotal in everything the Dutch do. You know, he scored the first goal the other night. Um, he, he was the assist maker for two. Should have scored the other one without him putting it in. He played the ball into Ronaldo for the second goal and he should have scored the third goal. The goal he made out, put it into the path of Ronaldo. But I think he's playing with huge, huge confidence at the moment. And that 2.38 there with William Mills on Dubai in a game that I think will score, will, will have goals. I like that. Two points for that. Well, obviously, look, you, you can see that. That's the outlier, mate, if you've ever seen one. Yeah, you can look at that. You can see it's going blue across the board. You know, even SBK, which is just a feed of Betfair, is 197. So the William Hill 2.38 will not last. I think that's I think that's your angle. That's your bet to buy the score. Anyone got a William Hill account? Want to, want to shout me a bet there? Yeah, I'll do it now. I'm a shot. A grand? I'll do it now. See where we get to. I'm gonna have what? a bet on, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try have two grand on this and I'll have hundred quid on the offside and see how see how see how much we get on. I'll have I'll have two hundred and fifty quid, mate. I'll All right. I'm just putting the phone up, don't worry. How good. Um uh player cam here says everyone drop a like for the video. I mean, player cam, I don't know how much we're paying you, mate. But uh, you're also doing my job for me because I'm supposed to say that every now and then. But if everyone uh, could <laughs> could drop a like, that would be tremendous. Hopefully get a few more people in. Got a great audience here today. Um, that's a, t- a tremendous bet, Nigel. Obviously, you, you like it. You like the bet itself, but when you see that there is a significant outlier in the market, that makes it even more worthwhile. What about you, George? It takes the pens as well, which is another important factor as well in these knockout stages as well. I'm in, I'm in complete agreement with Nigel. I think there could be goals in this one um, as well. Interestingly, look, you know, the Netherlands, they've created 13 non-penalty big chances in the three matches um, en route to record an average of uh, three goals, like XG, three goals, four per game. And that's the second highest of any team in the competition, except Spain, who've got 3.23. Um, obviously, the hardest game it was probably Ukraine. Um, obviously, there was a hat full of goals in that one. Who I, I believe Ukraine would be a bit more defensively eschewed than they were. Um, <laughs> we got five hundred so like, on. We got, we got five hundred on. There we go. Half each, two point three six. All right. Jump in to highlight you, mate. Just to uh, 
There we go. No. Show it again, Nigel. 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 There you go. No, that's not the camera. Oh, I mean. It's already lost you 25 quid. <laughs> I've done that in the exchange rate on Aussie dollars coming from paper. I've done that <laughs> oh, my word. Um, but yeah, like I said, hot, Netherlands real test, it, it was Ukraine, and you know they still scored three goals in that one. Admittedly, this one isn't being played uh, at the Johan Cruyff Arena, it's going to be at the Pushkas Arena. So, a slightly different occasion. But I, I still see there being goals in here. I mean, Czech Republic's attacking numbers are quite mediocre, being told. You know, I remember speaking to you before, that game against Scotland where they won 2-0. Scotland had almost twice the XG they had, but, you know, Patrick Schick scoring from about 50 yards out probably helps on that front, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, apart from that, they're pretty mediocre, Czech Republic. I think this is a, a quite a favourable draw for the Netherlands. I, I, I can't believe the Czech Republic are there, really. But agreeing with Nige, if they play the way they did against England, then they'll get absolutely trounced. But they knew they were already through, so obviously it's a completely different game. And, you know, Czech, they've seen under two and a half goals in five of their last seven matches. Um, but I just see there being goals here. I do. I think Netherlands can be got out of the back. Obviously, Virgil van Dijk, obviously a, a huge miss. I'm not impressed at all by Delish. I haven't been for a while. I thought his move to Juventus would see him kind of take that next step to being one of the most, you know, a generational talent at centre-half. But he's basically the Dutch John Stones. So I love John Stones, but we all know he's got a mistake in him and can be a bit like Bambi on ice at times. Um but yeah, with these two, both teams have scored in five of their last seven meetings as well. I just expect goals. And obviously, Netherlands, are, for me, they're still too short to back, um, obviously, on, on their own. thought over two and a half goals was potentially a bit short. But the possibility for Netherlands to win in over two and a half goals, it's not usually a bet often placed. But I thought a 2.62 was slightly <laughs> overpriced. But but again, for me, I, I just, I don't like Frank de Boer. agree with Nye. I think he's slightly arrogant, not necessarily in terms of a bloke, but just... With his, with his tactics I think he's marg- very much out of his depth as well but I, I think they do get through this one and I think it could be quite an entertaining game so 2.62 I thought was a very high price for, for Netherlands and over two and a half considering this will be a similar game in my opinion to the one against Ukraine um, and obviously that's all five goals so just need three goals and Netherlands win here but yeah I do quite like that bet Alright Beautiful, gents. I'm loving this so far and, and a great viewership. So everyone hit the like button, everyone get involved and, uh, yeah, get this out to as many people as possible. So, yeah, two two big bets I think we found so far. Italy to win to nil uh, at anything over, yeah, 2.1 or better. You should be able to get better than that. Uh, and then also Depay to score in this game and also Netherlands plus over two and a half goals at 262, I think you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. George and and we also like Denmark at the start too at one point nine or better. Awesome. Why don't we um why don't we move along to the last game and the penultimate game of these uh, four games that we're covering today? Huge game here, the biggest game that'll hit the tournament so far. You'd have to say Belgium versus Portugal in the knockout stages. I will get up the odds. For everyone here, Belgium favourites at a best price of about 2.55. Portugal, you can get as high as 3.1 in a few places. And the draw sits at 3.3. Best odds there. Biggest game of the weekend here with a huge clash between two heavyweights. Belgium scored seven and only conceded one goal during the group stages, but they were massively tested by the Danes. Uh, last week in defence, you would have to say, until 
the man KDB came on. Portugal are a tricky side to work out at the moment for me. They smashed Hungary in 10 minutes, obliterated by the Germans, but they didn't, did then secure a well-earned draw against the world champions. I don't know what you think, George, but they to me they look like a side Portugal that can that can really turn it on when it matters, and they can kind of ride the emotional roller coaster. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I do agree to a certain extent, but then at the same time, we all saw the defensive calamities that are possible with Portugal when they played Germany. Um, for me, Germany obviously were brilliant that day, and whilst Portugal they, before that game I was the one sort of saying and drumming home about how I feel they're just masters of dealing with big occasions and you feel like maybe in the knockout stage that that might come to the fore but with a side like Belgium with the attacking output they have and the, just the intricate technical players they have I think they can cause Portugal some problems here but I was very surprised to see uh, you know most of the, the bookies are expecting unders on this I appreciate it's, it's a big game between two nations and you know defences there and people can get frustrated but the quality on show, I was very surprised to see the odds of uh, over two and a half goals at, at 2.1. That was on uh, on 3.65. You know, particularly when you look at the underlying data. Admittedly, it was a weak group that Belgium were in, uh, apart from Denmark. And, and, you know, Denmark obviously tested them, as you've already said. But, uh, yeah, Belgium overperformed in both attack and defence. Uh, as you said, they scored seven goals. And that was just from 4.36 uh, expected goals for and they conceded just one from chances uh, equating to 2.6 for expected goals against. And they're not spectacular, um, but Axel Witzel, De Bruyne, Eden Hazard logged valuable minutes. And as we enter the latter stage of this tournament, I feel their fitness is going to, it could potentially prove to be, you know, the kind of pivotal moment or the make or break for them. Um, and potentially help them get over the line as well. But yeah, and Belgium have not lost any of their last 12 matches. Um, they've also been the first to score in five of their last six. And, but my only concern is, obviously, the, the form, we've already mentioned him, Cristiano Ronaldo, he just seems to be popping up and getting these goals and he's going to be chomping at the bit to score and getting into those positions. But it's, that's half the reason I'm expecting goals in this one, just purely because of the attacking talent of Belgium. You've got Ronaldo chasing that record. Uh, and Portugal have got, obviously, so many creative players themselves. I thought, you know, when they played France, because I thought Ingo Kante and Pogba were going to kind of do a job on that midfield. But no, they did cause Portugal... Um, the French midfield a lot of problems in the middle of that park and Portugal themselves have been the first to score in four of their last five and they've seen over two and a half goals in six of their last seven games and let's be honest under Santos that their group games were thrillers weren't they 13 mm-hmm. goals scored across three matches um, in terms of a card potential I know you sort of like your card stat there's, there's been fewer than five cards in ten of Belgium's last ten and in five of Portugal's last five I'm not expecting to see many cards in this game but I do think we'll see exciting end to an action and I'm inclined to say I think we'll see goals. I mean, there's two potential picks I liked here, and that was the over two and a half goals, purely for the price at 2.1. Um, but also, Ronaldo to score any times 2.7. Uh, and bearing in mind, you know, like we said, he's, he's chasing that record. Um, and every game for him is going to be pivotal to, to try and do that because it could potentially be his last international tournament. So he'll definitely want to obviously end that being the record goal scorer. So yeah, Ronaldo to score any time. I saw uh, it was 2.7 on Unibet. Um, I hate to say that's gone, mate. Oh, it's gone now, is it? See, it's already shortening. But yeah, I thought that was a, a fantastic bet because I got on it around that price. Um, so those were my two potential picks, over two and a half goals and Ronaldo to score at any time. Yeah, well, I mean, you can get 2.62 at William Hill, your best mate's Nigel. Uh, Sid here also says, uh, what about over two and a half and both teams to score? Yes, and you can get that as a bet builder, I assume, at, at 2.4. Yeah, I mean, 
obviously I, I, over 2.5 and both teams to scores at a bet I don't necessarily like to be fair um, I think over 2.5 goal, I'm happy just to have over two and a half goals at 2.1 just to get an extra 0.3 out of it for me I'm happy with that because at the end of the day Belgium could quite easily go out put in a hell of a performance hmm. and thrash Portugal and vice versa obviously yeah don't get me wrong the likelihood is both teams will score but for me just for the sake of 0.3 um, I'm happy with the with the 2.1 on just over two and a half goals Alright Nigel what are your thoughts on this one mate? I think it's a very tough game to call in terms of the outcome I think it's really 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 hard um, to make case for all three I think the very different thing about this, this, this match is that, um, for me, Belgium have always been a flat-track bully. But they've always been a side that will go in and put six past a uh, minnow or four past a side, and Lukaku can bully them. And when they go up against some bigger nations, they usually try to they, – they don't really perform. And I think if they took on Portugal of the last European Championships, who were very defensively strong, I think that Portugal would, would, would frustrate them get him to a nil-nil and Ronaldo would score a, a free kick or a penalty that then they'll win the game 1-0. But this Portugal side, especially in the game against uh, Germany, really highlighted to me that they have big problems defensively. Uh, the game against France, I mean, for, in all those penalties, I mean, it was a farce of the game. Some of them penalties were never penalties. But the fact is, I just felt that France, if they needed to go up a gear, they could have put two or three past them. That's how I felt. I felt that the game was Portugal. Which, and I don't think you can look at any data in that game because it, once it was 2-2, two, two, both sides knew they were going to, they were going to go through and, and, and Germany had won. If Germany had, had um, gone in the lead, then France would have had to win the game to go into the, to, to, to not play England. France would have played England and it would have been a different kind of game, but it sort of fizzled out both sides knew what was going to happen and I don't think you can look at anything into that game but I think you look very much into the game against uh, Germany and I felt if the Portuguese can't handle those German strikers and those German midfielders who I feel that aren't you know I don't mean they're that great Kevin De Bruyne Lukaku running at you you're going to struggle and, and I agree with Georgia. I mean, we're pretty much in everything here and we haven't spoken about this, but I do think the goals angle is the best way to play. Both teams to score is 1.7 or 1.6, but you can get over two and a half goals at 2.1. I think the 2.1 is definitely the bet, the bet to have. Um, I you really can get better on both teams to score. You can get like 1.85 in some places. Well, if you, if, if you can get that, take it. But um, I, I think that... Um, I think there's goals inside, and, and I do we go back to the point that I made, and, and, and George touched on there. Ronaldo is, if 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 this game is three nil to Belgium, there'll be one Portuguese player running around as though the game's nil nil, trying to score a goal and try. And he, his intensity levels won't drop, and I wouldn't be surprised that he'll take every free kick, he'll take every penalty, he'll, he'll take every everything, he, every shot to get that name in that record book because he knows that the team's lost. And I think that's why you, um, you might want to get the both teams to score. But I think the goal angle is definitely the way to go. Um, you know, I, I, I just look at I just look at those those attacking flair that Belgium have defensively. They're they're, they're weak. You know, for Marlon scored the other day, he, won't, he probably won't play in this game. But I think defensively they're, they're they're weak and they're gettable. But going forward, you know, I, I think I think they can they can get in behind and their pace and their power and their and their their. their De Bruyne putting the balls into Lukaku. I think there's goals in this game. So I, I, I agree with George. We're going to go over two and a half goals and both teams to score. Um, obviously, the Portuguese may have some 
substitute uh, some uh, injury concerns as well defensively, which is going to be a problem for them as well, which only helps the goals as well. But I think goals are definitely, definitely on the agenda. And did you also mention you like Cristiano Ronaldo to score at any time? No, no, that's, I'm not going to take the thunder from George. That's George's play, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I don't, I'll, I'll be behind that. But um, I think, I think for him and, and and what George says there, this is going to be his last. This is going to be his last major tournament. I mean, maybe playing the World Cup, maybe you know. It, World it, Cup's it, next it, year, isn't it? Surely he'll play. Well, you say that. I mean. I don't know, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's been a very, sports very strange. This could be his major tournament, but uh, he'll want to go out on a high. And um, mm. I think I think, I think, think he'll want to be the top goal scorer in this tournament. I think he'll want to be the uh, the top world, um, top goal scorer for, nationally for their country. And I think whatever the, whatever the state of the game is, you know, you know, saying them were losing three 0 I can't imagine Harry Kane running around like Ronaldo would be, or or any nation. Italy were losing two 0 I can't immobile run him out, but he will run around. So you're not going to have a bet there that whatever the scoreline you, you think you're going to lose at, you're going to be on a triath for ninety four minutes of the match. So yeah, I would I wouldn't miss out. But I, my angle's goals definitely over two and a half goals, and both teams to score yes. All right, love it, fellas. You're agreeing on a few things today. Portugal team use could be interesting. Limerick for Liam says uh, with Semedo out and they also look shaky at the back as it is. Dallo, Dallo, is that how you pronounce it? I can't Dallo, remember. Dallo, yeah. Yeah, could be starting and he is um, and he is not a good <laughs> replacement. The Glickson just says uh, Ronaldo to cry on camera at two to one is, uh, is his favourite bit. Um, Tom Payne's got a question for you, Nige. He says, uh, what does Big Nige, I mean, way to boost his confidence. He likes being called Big Nige. Uh, That's his his pet name, I've heard. What does Big Nige think of 11 to 8 for the outright winner to come from Group F? Well, firstly, only my ex-girlfriend's and ex-wife's could be Big Nige, but... um I wouldn't be betting that. I wouldn't be betting that. Where's he gone? Yeah, both mate. Oh, he was entertaining me because I was going to be X-rated. But uh, no, I, I, no, I, I, listen, you, what, what, so that's going to be you got you've got Portugal, you've got uh, Germany, and you've got uh, France. Y
Oh, that joke. Do you want to hear the story or not? Oh, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> everyone's <laughs> crying out for it, mate. I went to the tennis on last Monday, Queen's tennis tournament, and we had a bet on a guy on court number one, right? And the only way we can get to, you know, I told you, George, didn't I? Yeah, I you told, told me you, this one's good. We go onto the top of court number one, and the only way we could watch the game was watching court number one, was, on, was going into a champagne bar. So we had to buy a bottle of champagne, 150 quid to buy a bottle of champagne to watch the game. So we've watched this tennis player, and this woman said to me, what are you doing up here? He said, oh, we're watching this game, watching this game. And she said, oh, what do you do? He said, we're, we're betting, we're betting this game. And she said, oh, brilliant. She said, brilliant, she's fantastic. And then next minute she come back again, how's the game going? I said, oh, it's going all right, it's going all right. And anyway, cut a long story short, she said to me, um, I said, what, what do you do? She said, I work in the drinks business. I said, oh, fantastic. I said, it's fantastic. I said, COVID must have been uh, been a struggle for you, you know, in the COVID. She went, no, not really. I said, um, I've, I've got a few followers on Twitter. I showed them my followers. I said, I know I, I get sponsored by Stella. One of the other podcasts I do, Stella do sponsor me. They send me some hats. They send me some sunglasses and some T-shirts. And I'll get, I'll get stuff from Stella, trying to make out I'm really a big time, big star, you know? <laughs> And she said, oh, oh, that's really good. That's really good. So I said, um, do you mind me asking, what, 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 what's your beer? What's your beer? And she said, yes, it's called Heineken. I said, what, 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 what do you mean? She went, it's Heineken. It was my grandfather, Freddie Heineken's company. Then it was my great, it was my great grandfather. Then it was my heart. So I said, what's your name? She said, Charlene. So I said, what's your surname then? She went, Heineken. Charlene Heineken. I'm the rest. So I went, you own Heineken? She went, yes. And, uh, and I sat with her and I was showing her my Twitter page with my sunglasses <laughs> and my trademark sports videos. This is what I do. And, ben, and she was lovely. I spent 45 minutes with her company. They got the train home with us. They got the train back. And she's the richest woman in England. She's worth 15 billion. Jeez, and she's I, spending time with you. And she's sharing a bus with Big Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was driving the bus. <laughs> <laughs> On the buses over here. Listen, I, when, I, when, I, when I die, I want to die like my grandfather in his sleep, not screaming and shouting like all the passengers on his bus. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, do you introduce yourself as Big Nigel too? No, she said to me, you're big nice. She said she knew me. <laughs> I think she must have known it. I said, uh, Manscaped, she knew straight away what I was talking about. Yeah, you've been, <laughs> you've been, you've been driving her out of business with all the stellar promotion, mate. No wonder she knew <laughs> No, what I'm trying to say, she's, she, uh, she was so humble and she said, I, I, I own Heineken. Well, you Heineken. could learn a thing, mate. You could learn a thing, couldn't you? About what? Be humble. humble. Yeah. Oh, come on, listen. <laughs> Listen, my agent told me ages ago not to do this show. I'm doing it out of love. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, sorry, mate. Can't do Thursdays. I'm down the soup kitchen. I've never heard you say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will be, I will be if, if, if the wife don't score that goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be the one holding the ladle, though, are you? <laughs> you're trying to chase him up with 250 sobs. Lion won't go through. Can't get through Melbourne. <laughs> oh, gold. Oh, absolute yeah. gold. All right. Um, before we head off, we'll get your best bets very soon. But Shane said, what about Italy to win both halves? Could be a price or better than to win to nil. 
odds. Yeah, so you can get a half-time, full-time. Oh, sorry, I, I'm very bad at reading these questions. But, uh, yeah, any thoughts on this in this bet, fellas? I'd go for the win for Neil, just because he's a yeah, knockout no. state. Just, just the first 35, 40 minutes, class always comes through in the end, and I think they'll probably, you know, one nil second off. If, if, if you've got the angle and you feel like you what, – what's the oh, – don't go greedy. Don't look for an extra different price. Find that, you know – it's just don't go looking for the little bit better. Just play it simple sometimes. Yeah. Lovely. And uh, Shane also says, I am subscribing to Nigel's Wimbledon service as he is a diamond at the tennis outrights. The trouble is, the trouble is he thinks he's getting the tennis, but he's got the League One fixtures for Wimbledon who play Doncaster August <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one, mate. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, best bets for tomorrow's games or I guess uh, the weekend's games, we can call it. I'll just quickly run through some of Neil's bets here that he sent through. So he likes Denmark possession over 59.5%, 1.75 at uni, but you love that one, Nigel. Wales plus 0.75 on the handicap at 1.77. Italy to win to nil, as we've mentioned many a times, and Italy most offsides, uh, 1.95 on Virgin, but we'll go to you first, Nigel. What's your best bet out of everything we've talked about today? Uh, I'm going to bet Austria to get less than 47 and a half rolls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go for Italy to win to nil. Italy to win to nil. Do what they do. One nil, two nil job, professional job, get the next round. Italy to win to nil at around about 2.1. Love it. Love it. And uh, yourself, Mr. Gamble. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiro Mobile to be caught offside over 1.5 time. <laughs> no, I'm going with the Italy win to nil. That's got to be my favourite punt. Italy to nil. Um, yeah, as we've already said, time and time again, just different class, different class. And I think uh, Franco Foda is going to make it very negative from his Austria side. So I, I don't see really them getting on the score sheet and Italy win this comfortably. So Italy to win to nil. Love it. Do you remember what my mug pun was last stream, George? I'm trying to remember. Wasn't it? Uh, Sl- I swear it was like something with Sweden. Slovak- Slovakia double or something like that. Oh, yeah. I was Germany. obviously only, only joking about that. So uh, we'll go with a new mug bet. <laughs> 50 <laughs> quid down. <laughs> How about um, I, I quite like this uh, Belgian one, both teams to score and over, over two and a half goals. So. Um, I'll, I'll throw that in there as my mug punt for my for my best bet for the weekend. You can find <clears throat> these terrific gentlemen, the most humble gentlemen in the business. You can find George at C George Gamble on Twitter and George underscore CGG. Don't know which one to follow, but you'll have to pick. And um, Nigel, you can find him at underscore. You at underscore at Sealy underscore Nigel, and you can find his uh, his uh, Euros coverage. I mean, I don't know if you can still subscribe. Maybe it's not worth it anymore because we're halfway through the tournament. Uh, don't worry now. Yeah, wouldn't worry about it. Uh, but he's obviously got all the other shit that he's got going on later in the tournament. Uh, Premier Sports. <laughs> Some Premier promo. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must, he must really come on again next week. <laughs> 
premiersportsplays.com. It's got everything you need there. And, and you can even follow George there too. I mean, don't know if uh, he'll be doing anything past the Copper America, but if uh, if anyone deserves some more employment, it's that man. Um, all right. I think that, that just about wraps things up for us, gents. We'll be back on on Sunday Sunday night, I believe, after the the Portugal and Belgium game, which I assume is being played just before we go live. Um, but yeah, that just about wraps us up. Any any final comments, gents, before we head off? Yeah, don't just choose one of my pages to follow. Follow them both. That's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, like thank you, Alex, for all the lovely compliments, and thank you for furthering my career and making sure that I'm all right. So yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. it. Just go Got to keep Big Nige humble, mate. Got to keep him humble. Uh, a few few last-minute comments. He says, how old is Neil? Seriously, most offside. Uh, I don't know how old Neil is. I mean, maybe I do, but I don't know if he likes. You know, it's not polite to share people's ages, Shane. So. He's younger than me. He's younger than me, put it that way. Yeah, he's in between, he's he's in between he's George and Nigel. Well, that was what? What, that's what the video said, but that's, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's if I look young, I look younger than my years. I'm not like Benjamin Button. Yeah, we can't, we can't confirm or deny that. But there you go. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, Facebook user says so sooner or later someone's going to score against Italy. Well, hopefully not tomorrow or the day after whenever it's being played. And uh, what do we think of England in the outrights now? If they play positively, I think they could do well. Germany aren't that great at the back. I think England are, uh, what are they, like eights or something to, to go all the way? Probably short of that now, seven to one. Yeah. Listen, England have got the capability to win it. They can win it. They can beat Germany, but this is England. And um, yeah. never trust them in the last stages. We've said earlier that we like Sweden and Denmark at the prices, but we want it. As an Englishman and as an English fan and as someone who's supported England all around the world, I would love England to win it. But uh, would I bet them at 7-1 to one or 6-1? to one? No chance. All right. Love it. And there's the odds up on your screen there. You can get about 7.66 on the exchanges for England to win the tournament. But we'll be back on Sunday night to talk about, to talk about that game, uh, which... Yeah, is a company with three other games. So that will be an exciting little preview there. But thanks for listening, everyone. Please make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to our podcasts. If you're on YouTube right now, before jumping off, give it a like, Have a uh, give us a comment, give us a bit of love, subscribe, show your friends, all that good stuff. It's been a terrific audience here today. And uh, if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about weekly, on the show more so the value betting ones start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and start your value betting journey gentlemen this has uh, been tremendous Shane here says great show and thanks again I've really enjoyed this one it's it's great to great to see you Nigel especially mate it's been a while uh, I've, admit, I've, admit, I've missed all the abuse and all the stick and all the ages and, <laughs> you know, I, I just wish I just wish I could see you in court one day uh, for all this abuse and you know as, as, as be kind that's all you gotta do is be kind yeah no <laughs> I apologise for, for some of my actions today <laughs> No, I get a little overexcited seeing you, mate, and it's just—it's how I express my emotions. You know, it's with abuse. Be kind. Yeah. Break it up. Anyway, we will. All right. It's g'day. Oh, it's g'day. See you, everyone. <laughs>